Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses the Christmas truce of 1914 and the one we're uh, in here in 2020. The war on Christmas has seemed to fade in prominence, as well as passions in United Methodist Church politics. We'll also discuss the uneasy quiet in election hysteria, and also our August panel discusses predictions for next year, 2021. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. We're just recording this uh, for the uh, episode. I think we should. Uh, Anyway. Did you really Pardon start me, that? folks. Did you really start <laughs> yes, that? Yes, I did. You didn't oh, say three, two, one. <laughs> Podcast bloopers. You didn't say three, two, one. We're going to leave this on. Well, we hope this uh, <clears throat> gives you a little joviality the day after Christmas. And uh, our episode today is entitled The Christmas Truce, How Long Will It Last? Today's episode, we discuss the uneasy quietness of this season in comparison to the passion from the summer, from this summer and fall. As a dime store historian, this time eerily reminds me of the Christmas truce of 1914, where a day-long celebration was held in the midst of the horrifying four months of indescribable conflict. As we all know, the absence of physical conflict is not the definition of quote-unquote peace. The United Methodist Church makes news again by factions in the denomination of the denomination affirming the upcoming protocol for grace through separation, and yet we see the formation of the LMX. What? Yes, the Liberation Methodist Connection. What? Finally, our August panel will make their 2021 predictions. But first, who's here? John's here. Mickey. Ryan. And Greg. A little background. Um, Not trying to bore you, but... uh, If you're not familiar with the Christmas truce of 1914, it was one of the most bizarre things in history that ever happened. Uh, This is in the midst of the first year of the First World War, and when Christmas Day dawned, there was no gunfire. British and German soldiers slowly came out of the trenches and started talking and fraternizing. This ad hoc truce included singing of Christmas songs, trading food, tobacco, and uh, hooch, alcohol, taking pictures, singing Christmas carols, and some accounts even mention a football game between the Germans and the English, most of those coming from the English. There's not been a corroborating German um, uh, diary entry or any documentation. But uh, I'm just trying to frame this. From the beginning of the war, August 4th, 1914, until the end of 1914, there were one million Allied casualties. Now, casualties includes wounded, killed, missing, and POWs. Uh, This also included 850,000 French, 100,000 British, and 50,000 Belgians. Of these casualties, approximately 300,000 were killed in action or died from their wounds. By the same criteria as those above, German battle casualties were in the order of three-quarters of a million, of whom perhaps 200,000 were killed in action or died from wounds. So get this around your mind. In four months of the First World War, there were almost as many deaths, 500,000, as were in the complete four years of the American Civil War. Mm. Yet with all this bloodshed and adversity, the combatants celebrated their common Western European Christian heritage in a day commemorating their humanity and a savior rather than continuing killing each other in large quantities. 
Now, in an odd way, this Christmas season this year has kind of reminded me a little bit of that first Christmas truce. While this past year is nowhere near the tragedy of the First World War, the sentiment of the people in our nation, especially during the summer and fall, have been filled with lots of acrimony, division, calls for resistance and violence, primarily because of a lack of a common heritage and Christian worldview, which would encapsulate treating those with violence or treating those with whom we have legitimate disagreements as those created in the image of God. Mm. But since the end of the year, these passions have kind of died off into a little, I would call it a faux or a false kind of truce at best, or at least a quiet before the resumption of hostilities in 2021 at the least. So, panel, do you see any similarities in this, or do you disagree? John? Well... First of all, I, I, I would say that I would disagree. Uh, the, let's look back at World War I and the call to truce uh, there for a day to celebrate. Uh, there wasn't a call. It was just happened. It, was, it, it just happened, happened right. on there. Uh, well, if you, if you look at statistics on there, uh, just the, the uh, belief system of the average German, on there at that time there were an average English well I'm, I'm primarily okay I'm gonna uh, just, just uh, just talking about the Germans right now okay. there were over uh, 20 million Roman Catholics in Germany there were over 40 million Protestants in Germany um, and then of course on the other side with, the, with our allies you know uh, you know our country was founded on religious freedom but there were no Americans in World War one in 1914 I understand that okay. I, I, I understand that but with the English, uh, with the Reformations and the, the, the Anglican Church on there, there was a, a large in, uh, belief system already in place yes. of God. Compare that today, okay, when we're on the downside, we're the minority uh, of, of believers as a, as a whole right here. So... I, I believe, my personal opinion is, I believe that there was enough people that believed in, in God and, and celebrating his birth by stopping the violence. I think the reason why everything slowed down over here was the election is over. It was not won by the conservative right, so the yes, left was. won. The left won, and therefore they called their troops down. Now, had the reverse happened, uh, you know, the conservatives would have won. Uh, had Biden not won the election, uh, we would have. What is that? I hear. I hear an echo. It, it is. It is. <laughs> we, we we would have riot, <clears throat> riding in the streets. We would have. Continued. So they would have continued burning down all the way absolutely, through Christmas, absolutely. right? Absolutely. I, I I truly believe that. Okay. On here, uh, I I don't. I, I really believe that the majority people, uh, the majority people uh, that uh, that celebrate Christmas, celebrate the the uh, the holiday as opposed to the birth of Christ on there, you know, and and that saddens me. I agree. With you that. know, I went to a church church service first time I went to an afternoon service in the history of of my 53 years on there, and I literally counted. 36 people there on there, which normally there's 
150, 200 people there. Easy three digits. Yeah, easy three digits. I was absolutely shocked on there. I mean, I could have thrown a stone at somebody that, that sat close to me. So, yeah, I, I think compared 1914, compared to 2020 people, I think the faith was a lot higher back then. And, and it was actually goodwill to not fight. Okay. This right some here, people might look at that as hypocrisy because they know at some point all the good times are going to be over and they're going to go back slaughtering each other in large they, quantities. They knew that. Well, they knew that, but they still. They still took the time. Right, right, right. I disagree with the premise simply because of the fact that so many governors and mayors of so many states and cities called to cancel Christmas. They were told, don't don't get together with your family. Don't celebrate Christmas this year. Don't have more than 10 people. We're gonna send people to your homes to check. There was so much attack on the celebration of Christmas this year. I think it was absolutely the opposite of a truce. I think it was an attack on Christmas. So you don't think the war of, on Christmas is over? Oh, I think it's just starting. Oh, it's just starting. Oh, that is just wow. this is the first year that they have so blatantly laid it out there. Right. Hmm. Oh, it, I didn't hear any calls for saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas, but I guess the the verbiage has gone out the window and now it's just the mash down on assembling. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, Ryan, you I, got a I, uh, I would agree with that um, a lot. I, I think this is this is the start of a first attack on, on the church as a whole. On there, I, I would agree with that statement. Well, it could right? be. Uh, I would. I'm eager to see what happens in the coming years as far as that goes. But I mean, not eager because I don't want to see that happen by any means. However, I'm. I think it could be the beginning of that. But the, the devil. I, the I, devil comes in lots I of disguises. Still, listen, you know, uh, to to go back I, here I just a little bit. The people that are touting all these craziness and all these crazy ideas and whatever that I know we think are true uh, are, um, <laughs> let's put it this Whoa, way. Whoa, Nikki, sit down, sit down. When Obama was in office, did we ever cancel Christmas? The, par no. the party had not been okay, motivated hang on a minute. at that time. Hang on we a didn't cancel it, but we okay. We, we tried to, to downplay the exclusive... Christian okay. underpinning of Christmas. Now, Go ahead. Okay. I, and I don't think anybody necessarily is trying to cancel Christmas this year. And there is a little bit of a calm. But, but listen, it's all because of the COVID situation is the reason why everybody don't assemble, don't have large gatherings. There is proof that large gatherings spreads this virus. Let's be honest. There is scientific evidence that proves that. They, they, they canceled churches, but they allowed rioting. They allowed no. marches. No. They allowed people to yes, come to did. the streets. No. Yes, they did. They did. Absolutely. They, <laughs> they, they literally arrested arrested ministers yes. for having church. Do you think they had any uh, any uh, uh, leaders from a, a, a riot that got arrested for or, uh, uh, grouping together? No. They were expressing themselves. No, they're yeah. they're protected by the Constitution to and, do so. So is so assembling is, yourselves in, in, a, in a religious, in a religious setting. That, yeah. that is not what the religious freedom is about. On the there. free expression of religion? 
yeah. and the right of assembly. Yeah. Oh, we do have the right. Yeah, absolutely. It's the First but, Amendment. But when we have, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's right. That is right. I will. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. But Thank we, you, Mr. Constitution. We, you. you know. It's more than just a piece of paper. I, I guess to me, and this is getting way off subject here, but I don't understand how people that are so bent on the Constitution being, you know, constitutionalist and all that can agree with some of the stuff that's going on in this nation period right now. Well, the, the, for the, a whole lot of reasons. For a whole I lot can, of reasons. I concur. The, the 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 people tend to pick and choose when the constitution yes. uh, yeah is relevant is relevant to them kind of like the Bible they pick and choose verses oh absolutely exactly yeah. right so so Which we'll get into that you, in you, you either take it all or none yeah that's hundred percent that's that's, that's the way it, it, it's been been absolutely. written and, and should be be and I don't, I don't dealt with listen you know? I don't agree that churches should be shut down no. I think it's wrong it's one hundred percent wrong for churches to be shut down I I agree with that. Um, and I'm, but you know, and, and it's sad to say, but we have proven ourselves as a people to do the complete opposite of what is right time and time again. We're like spoiled children. Exactly. Yeah, we are. So you know, you know it's just. I don't know. But but let's 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 ask that question on there. Let's let's uh, let's uh, unravel that question. Do we want government telling us what to do? No. That, that's the ultimate question. No. Okay. Somebody's going to tell you what to do. Well, I, so it's no either going what. to be a a very limited voice mm -hmm. telling you what to do, or somebody every day reading you a laundry list of things you have to do. Well, I think we have that choice. I, I think we're heading in that direction now. That's my fear. No. Because you'll never run out of people trying to tell, tell you, you what, what to, to do, do in your right. life. The whole purpose of liberty is to reduce that to the absolute minimum. Mm -hmm. Small government. I agree. That's the thing. I, I can't understand. Again, this is not a political... I can't understand why people don't grasp the concept and the beauty of well, liberty. Well, here's the reason why. is because the, the <laughs> We want too and, much stuff. And, and that's right. We, we, we've become well, a nation of be. people with our handouts. Yes. With their hands sticking out, going, "Hey, you need to supply me with uh, medicine, medical, education, daycare, uh, and and uh, housing." And you know, I want that seventy-inch screen TV. You know what was amazing to me is if 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 you want to see something really funny and see something where where money is is truly put as a priority on there, just go to a, a, a poor section of town and just drive by on trash day. On there, and and look, you, you can tell when it's tax time. You can tell when it's uh, John's been in my neighborhood. First of the month, you can tell when it's Christmas time on there. You got seventy-inch uh, TV boxes sitting at the side of the curb. You got all these things that are not necessarily needed to have a comfortable life, but wanted. And we've become a nation of wants as opposed of being thankful you know what? for our needs. So I look at that as a blessing. Thank you, Jesus, that the United States of America has grossly wow. redefined poverty. Somewhere. Poverty in America is oh. royalty anywhere else. Well, you know that, that, that the, the, <laughs> the, the income of poverty is, is higher than 80% of the world. I know. On there. That, that's why, but I, I think, yeah, it's it's all. But but we're relative. we're not carting you know ten gallons of water to you our know, house every day. Go ahead, Ryan. What you got? The um, to get back on the, on the subject here. The, yes. Uh, 
1914. The, the, the Christmas truce then, and you look at the, like John was talking about, the statistics of uh, uh, Christianity, or just religion in general right. back then, you have something around about 560 million in Europe that mm. identifies Christian, right, somewhere right. in that area. And um, now... It's not that. So This truce is something totally different now that we're dealing with it it's not because of uh religious reasons let's put it that way no it's 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 a regrouping is what it is is it a regrouping or is just everybody tired and they're taking just a little well, there, there are tired. a lot of things i'm going to give you a couple of factoids and then i'll let you comment okay. and then we'll okay. move on first factoid is if current if current things keep moving if current statistics on faith or lack thereof in Western Europe, continue as they are in 2020. By 2030, Western Europe will be a majority Islamic. Oh, yes. absolutely. Okay. Yes. Number two, did you know what was written on every belt buckle of every imperial German soldier? Gott mit uns. God with us. Well, what that, what is written on every bit of paper currency? Uh, I, I know, but, <laughs> but my thing. point is, how far has Western Europe fallen when even the quote-unquote bad guys had God with us stamped on every soldier that ever went into battle from 1914 to 1918, and then in 20 years, they completely kick God to the curb, go full-born Nazi, and then after that, go full-born we don't care, agnostic, God is dead, and yeah. then the last 20 years, we're going to go full-born none or Islamic. Well, the... the uh, well, it's uh, changed uh, in 100 years, hasn't uh, it? Uh, 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 that's my point. The, is, is, is this a true fact? I'm not sure. Is, is the Islamic faith uh, the fastest-growing religion right now? Well, and it is, but also, well, for, for a variety of reasons. One, they believe in maximizing your family progeny. They don't practice birth control. Western Europe's uh, birth rate is... is Sky high. No, it's... No, no? Among the Euro actual native Europeans, oh. it's, it's historically low. It's non-sustainable. Number two, the immigration, the allowing of, of Islamic Open immigrants borders? to Western Europe has contributed and you've got a bunch of men, they're very fecund, they have lots of children, pretty soon they're going to outbirth whatever oh. nominal Christianity is. Uh, and, and, and so. so is that proof that open borders is a good thing? Well, if, if you want to keep your your heritage line on there. I, 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 I do that, that speaks to nationhood. But what, what does a nation consist of and why are there nations? It's because people of a common outlook, a common worldview, and a common heritage believe that collectively they have more in common than they have more uncommon. Now, how nations are destroyed is when that goes from 51 down to 49. When well, no longer the majority believe they have a common so, identity, a common goal, so, and a common so, so, so in saying that, as you allow these immigrants in, and, and I come from an immigrant family, on there. Well, we all do. We all well, do. <laughs> there are no yours, Native Americans. Yours is more recent. Not even the Native yeah, Americans my, my, are Native Americans. Yours is more my, recent. From, 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 from mine, Asia. Mine so. is a little bit more recent on there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if you were to ask my uh, my family, they are very 
pro-American. They are very thankful that they're here in America. I don't see that uh, coming from immigrants today. Do you? A handful. Well, well I, I think, think there's, there's quite a few. Yeah, I the think first generation lot, though, are very pro-American. I think there's a lot, though, more in our country where in, we no longer celebrate what is common and brings us together. We right. now are instructed to celebrate what makes us different. You know, That's a very good point. You know, you got Black History Month. You got Cinco de Mayo. You got all these all these holidays that yeah, they, hey, they, hey, they. Hey, what's wrong with a little Mexican food? I'll change that in a minute. You know who started Cinco de Mayo celebration in uh, in the United States? Don't well, you? actually, it's a it's a Mexican holiday, right. and it means beating the French. Right. You know why it came to the United States, don't you? Because uh, beer sales. Uh, when skyrocketing on here, and 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 twenty one million of our Latin American brothers, just like North. green beer on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Well, the- I tell you what, let's uh, let's move on from the Christmas truce and and uh, let's uh, item for discussion number two. Right. The United Methodist Church had seemed to show all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, they were just uh, we were just playing the long game, waiting till we have our next general conference, whenever that'll be. 2021 and subsequently passed the protocol for grace through separation so we can just bless each other stop fighting and go our separate ways that's what everybody wants suddenly (laughs) like the angels in the pre-christmas sky out of the blue we have a new group wanting to withdraw and start their own new denomination what the liberation methodist connection or simply the lmx isn't that the one that uh, kidnapped Patty Hearst? No, I'm just no, kidding. No, <laughs> that's, that's not a good one, John. You're dating yourself there, buddy. This is from their website on what they're about. Check this out. We are a grassroots denomination of former, current, and non-Methodist faith leaders working on the unfolding of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Uh, uh, something made up, I guess. I don't know. We intentionally invite the full participation of all who are living out their God-given identities and expression. No, it's K-I-N. I checked it three so times. So it's not a typo that they just forgot the G. The kingdom of God, meaning we are kin- all, everybody's all together. We're all one group of people. God doesn't see any difference. Well, That's or how it I could am. be brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. I guess we'll give them the uh, benefit, we'll, of, the benefit of the doubt. I continue. We intentionally invite the full participation of all who are living out their God-given identities and expressions. Are we all sinners until we enter that uh, salvific relationship with Jesus Christ? But I digress. Please digress. Including but not limited to gender expressions and sexual identity. Wow, there's the first grenade right there. Here we go. Or religious or non-religious backgrounds. We are, uh, they are open to heritage, nationality, all people of heritage, nationality, citizenship, immigration status. Got no problem there. Race or ethnicity, don't have a problem there. Nope. Size. I'm a fat guy. No. Whatever. I mean, I, you know, as long as the, the front door is wide enough or, you know, whatever, come on, I'm with that too. Physical and or mental age. Now, that's getting personal to me because I'm starting to lose my faculties. I know. Have no problem with that. Incarceration status. Well, how can you go to church if you're in the can? Well, you can still you, you can still worship God, and you can still be a member of the church. And I have no problem with that. I don't either. Okay, that's a good thing. 
living with HIV or any other chronic medical condition. It's highly unnecessary to put in there. <laughs> so I mean, silly. basic Christianity 101 says God loves all of us. We need to love each other as Christ commanded us. Right. In other words, what part is that in of, that's the, uh, exclusive uh, of any what we've read so oh, far? Other than you're about to get to a good one here in a minute. 1980 fear fact right there. Okay, living with HIV. We already said that socioeconomic or housing status. I don't care where you're from. Rachel you're Paul welcome. Uh oh. Here's there's the second grenade. Oh. Monogamous and non-monogamous. Uh oh. You know, Jesus and, and, well, God through the prophets in the Old Testament, Jesus in the, the Gospels, and Paul and the rest of the clan uh, had a lot of problem with non-monogamous spirituality and non-monogamous sexuality. I agree. That's problematic. That's where we have to part with hair color or styles, tattoos, piercing or body art. Again, I don't care. As long as you can pass the metal detector, you're good with me. <laughs> <laughs> Mental or physical ability or disability. I Praise the hope. Lord. Whatever. I don't care. Use of drugs. Yep. Huh. I don't care if you use drugs in the past or if you are trying to kick the habit through God's help. I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, as long as you're not shooting up in the church and, and uh, you know, one in the bathroom. There yeah. you, that's right. Exactly. For a lot, yes, exactly. Education level, I have no problem. See how they put two or three okay ones on there uh, as far as that goes, and then they slip in the... Well, uh, they, yeah, they, they put in a whole bunch of the, things that Christianity forever, the, the, for the last the two centuries... The non-negotiables. Yeah, they throw in a couple of bombs right. in there. Okay. Right. Okay, here's their theological statement. This is great. Or I, I should say lack maybe, of the, or lack of the LMX theology. I quote: LMX theology is not written in stone because our human understanding continues to evolve as we deepen our personal and collective understandings of God. We have been expanding our Methodist theological heritage with various expressions of liberation theologies, theories, and praxis. That's fancy Latin for practice. God remains infinitely gracious, creative merciful and engaged with creation, healing and redeeming the world. So instead of break in, breaking into two or three expressions of Methodism, now there's a fourth, and guess what? They ain't waiting on any protocol nope. to get rolling. Oh. So any thoughts about this crowd? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple. Why don't you lay it down for well, us? Number one, they, they are destined to uh, crash and burn. And I don't mean that as... Uh, I do mean that as a bad thing, but they are destined to crash and burn because they're built on something that's very theologically uh, incoherent. Yeah, they're building it on a, a, a it sand. Almost, it almost sounds like they're making their own religion. They are perverting the word of God oh. and making it to what they exactly. wish it to be. Exactly. They're not the first ones to do that. No, they're absolutely not the first ones to do that. But so, how how successful were the other ones? Very. Look at the Catholic Church. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Really? I, I would go more Mormon than uh, Catholic. Okay, we but. Can go <laughs> you know, I, I think that I think wow. the Catholic Church there there's a whole lot we have more in common I with agree. the Roman Catholic I'm Church. Not, I'm not saying than, that. Uh, I agree. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's yep. okay, I agree. That's another one. Yeah. My my point being is But my my point was go they've got a lot of good in there. And then they throw in a zinger. 
Okay. Every now and then. I'm not saying the Catholic Church is bad and is going to collapse. I'm saying using that as an example. They've got a lot of good, and then they'll have but a... But heresy has crept in. And then they'll have a right. oh crap moment right. that is accepted because it's the Catholic Church. Right. And then they'll have some more good, another oh crap in there, and well, it's accepted because it's the Catholic Church. Well, this is why the we're Pope good Protestants. So. Right. Because the magisterium of the Roman Catholic Church says doctrine is provided by two things. By the Bible and by the church. Both are equal. The church is all people. People have hearts. The hearts that say in Jeremiah are deceptively wicked. So at some point, you're going to have leadership in the church that's going to start saying stupid things. Mm -hmm. And because it's the church and the magisterium, that's when our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters kind of get into trouble. And that was my point. Not saying that the Catholic Church is... No. No. Because uh, the Catholic Church right. rooted out a whole lot of heresy right. that we didn't have to deal with. We just got it back to where it was. That's In fact, that's the hope for the New Methodist Church, getting us back to primitive Christianity, unfiltered and unfettered really? by stupid things. And the United Methodist Church as oh. a whole has really gotten... They, we've done some quite done the same thing. bad things. Absolutely. I mean, same thing. It's because we are humans. Absolutely. Our tendency is not to do the right thing. And, and as we... You know, as we get further and further from the grace of God, or, e or even have leaders that maybe had a salvation experience at some point, and now they have turned their back on what they know is right mm -hmm. to be popular and then enrich themselves, no, it's gone. That's exactly right. It's it's the further away we get from the main thing, the that's more right. trouble we are in. And and to have a cohesive organization, whether it's social, whether it's it's a social or religious, or political, you have to have an accepted core of common beliefs. If there is not accepted core common beliefs that that foundation is built, that that superstructure is built on, it will crumble. Well, I mean, this, this, this right here is just opening a window for uh, uh, additions to on there. You right. Know? So, you know. Jesus said, whosoever will may come, but you come on my, my rules, yeah. my, you know, it's a surrender. You accept what I'm saying. You don't come with any preconceived notions no, just, or conditions. Know, and, and I've made this comment in the past on there, and I'm going to make it again. I, I, I think with the the uh, ruling on the same-sex marriages on there, I, I, I think that was a, a door to open up for a future of, uh, of oddities to come in and yes. be challenged through the court systems on there. Well, once people found out you could disobey what the discipline said and get away with it, it's then open, all it's open season. H E double hockey sticks broke yeah, loose. It's, 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 it's open season, yeah, right? Pretty much. So, but you know what is also unsustainable? What would that be, Greg? The lack of maintenance on airframe structures. I was thinking that 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 is completely unsustainable. And one of the things that uh, now that we uh, we have a a, a low usage of aircraft because of the COVID crisis and aircraft or airlines have parked a lot of their uh, uh, their aircraft one when they get them back into service here's a hope and a prayer for 2021 when they come back into service they're going to have to check them for stress corrosion they're going to have to check them for a lot of things and when you have to make repairs you're going to need people that have the tools have the knowledge to replace 
correct, do all those things. I, that, I think I know where you're going. You know who those people would be? Who is that, Greg? That's Innovative Tooling Services. In fact, Innovative Tooling Services have fastening systems, installation tooling knowledge. They have application experience. They have over 50 years of people that are involved in that. That's why they're on the leading edge of aerospace tooling. Also new for 2021, we're going to be representing a brand new line of positive feed drills. And Whoa. Yeah, and, and without boring the audience, that positive feed drills are really cool because they drill very precise holes. Now they're very small. They're completely automatic. They're way cool. I'm positive. That's cool. That's I, I like the way you think, John. So give them a call at 1-800-832-7009 or look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com. And we'll be back. Okay, we're back. So today is the 26th of December, traditionally Boxing Day. So if you have any excess clothing or things you don't need after having your traditional overpurchased American Christmas, please think about Amen. donating to those who truly need. Absolutely. That's the spirit of Boxing Amen. Day. Okay, um, so... Who among us would have seen what the year 2020 brought? It has been a horrendous year. I, I can't, yeah, like, like no other. Like, like uh, it, Now, there's been greater loss of life, worse pandemics, but the absolute disruption of modern society, it, even during the 1919 uh, Spanish flu, uh, even in America, back when they used to have smallpox, back when they used to have yellow fever outbreaks, they never stopped businesses. They never stopped anything. This is the first illness we literally shut everything down. And I think we're reaping the, uh, the, uh, the detriment of that oh, for yeah. a lot of reasons. Yep. But So, in that vein... What do the member, members of our very august, I just love the word august, very august panel foresee. Would, would, would you give us the definition of august? august. That means, that Honor. means uh, honorable, uh, it means informed, it means educated. After July. It means erudite. After July. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do feel smarter. That's right. Uh, but anyway, that that's what that means. So, Let's keep it simple. What what are what what do we see for 2021 as it concerns first item for discussion? Our local church. Who wants to uh, well, lead I, off into I prognostication? Would jump in with both feet on it. I think our local church. Uh, I'm thrilled to say that it's still in operations, although I think it's going to be a slow rebuild uh, for 2021. I think people have gotten accustomed to not going to church. And, and we, as members, need to do our due diligence. That's a nice word, too. Yes. Uh, our due diligence to uh, to reach out to those members and and coast them back into church and yes. be, become one big big family again. Okay. So a slow rebuild. Ryan, what are your uh, views for 2021 for our local church? My prayer is that our local church bounces back stronger than we were in 
I'm not going to say 2020. I'm going to say 2019 that we're more uh, equipped than what we were then. Uh, my hope for our local church is, and unfortunately, if Christmas Eve service is to foreshadow what 2021 is going to be like in our local church, I am concerned. Well, um, again, we, we have to do our part. We do have to do our part. We have to reach out. We have to hope and pray that everything keeps open. We've got to get our children. We, we need children. My, my hope for our church in 2021 is for children oh, within I, our church. Yeah, I agree. And more that. children within our church. And That's the growth right there. That we keep a pastor who will preach the word. And that's Amen. that's Amen. what I said after 2021. Nikki, what for you got? For our local church, yes, ma'am. I think we'll be lucky to have twenty percent. Okay. Wow. So you're so you think of this Norman. Christmas Eve service we had live is a leading indicator, yes. not a trailing that indicator? That was my fear as well. Yes. Okay. Do Do you think it's correctable though? Uh, as far as no, because I think well, long term, but not necessarily within the year, because I think. A lot of people have either just stopped going to church, comfortable. They, or they have found another church that does. I, I don't think that uh, the majority of the other churches on there. I, I I just think they just stay at home. You know, hey Charles Stanley's on. Let's just watch that. You know? Yeah. You know, but they can come up. I think a, a, I think a, the vast majority is that. Yeah. A, a video church. And I think it will stay that way. I hope not. The church of convenience, as opposed. Yeah. To, yeah. Did you DVR Charles? No. No. All right. Greg, what's your your opinion? I thought she'd never. Well, I did. No, I think uh, we will be 2021, uh, this time next year, I think uh, our average attendance will be half of uh, what it was in 2019 uh, for the very reasons you uh, all all said. I think what, what what does give me optimism, I believe that whatever's left will be committed. Oh, I agree with I that. think this has been, I call it the great pruning. All of the folks who did church out of habit but really weren't committed disciples, I think are gone and will remain gone. Unless wow. we re-energize, reignite their faith. And again, key word is we. It's up to us. We will only grow as we add new and more likely younger disciples who are currently unchurched. All the folks that... Like I said, we're church out of habit. They're done. All right. But this younger generation that's never been in church, children, I think that's that's the future growth. Oh, it because has to, it has to. for our church to remain vital and committed and organically evangelical, you have to have first generation believers. You can't have third and fourth you know and fifth my... generation. There's, no, there's nothing worse than, than a church dying out from old age. That's right. I think a church, this, I think a lot of the people are going to see, you know, I have not been around my church family for eight, nine, ten months, and I have not received one phone call, one letter, one visit, no. one, visit one card want anything from anyone saying, man, I miss you. What does it matter? Right. Are they really my church family? They were just there people that I saw every Sunday. And I think that's why we will lose well, the vast majority question. of our people. If you, had a, if you had people that were 140 average attendance and now you have 30, who, whose responsibility is it to reach out, contact, 
call who does it fall on the thirty? Is the churches? Well, we are the church. We are the church. Okay, but I also I think it falls on the leadership. Round one. Okay, should the leadership? I think it falls on the delegate part of that. Absolutely, leadership. Yes, that's part of leadership. Yes. No. Delegation. Okay. Yeah, that too, but I think leadership has a obligate has an obligation to do it themselves as well. Okay. I mean, instead of spending lead by example, lead by example, and be and you know, uh, granted, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to say that I know because I know there are people that are sick. They still visit sick people. I know there's still things going on. I understand right. that, but I think there needs to be some effort put in. To come from your leadership to say, "Man, I miss seeing you. I can't wait till things get back to normal and you're in church." You know because what, have have you received any phone calls? I, I I've had uh, a few texts from my uh, my pastor. Have yes. you? Have I you? Have. have you? Well, I guess I'm just the only one that has it. <laughs> but you know, well, what? But you give her have an unlisted number. But I have had texts from when you're there on Sunday. No, not when miss you. It's it's more like. Right. Um, I think, you know, you're, you're you're right. I think it needs to start from there, but I do think we need to delegate, and I and I think, and, and I, I, I think we need to, as Christians on there, we need to reach out to our brothers and sisters and say, hey, you know, I I, I miss sitting beside you in church on there. You know, you know, church is still going on. Is there anything we can help you with? Is there is there anything we can pray for? Pray, you know. We're ten months into that. Has that happened? Uh, what'd you say? And we're ten months into that. Has that happened? Not on a regular basis, no. Mm-hmm. Then explain why we've had many more baptisms this year, twice as many than we had last year. Oh, I think people still think it's important. I just think they again. I think we we've just gotten lazy. I don't but, know. But is that one and done? Is that the one and done mentality? I need to get baptized. Just okay, I'm done. I checked the box. Now I'm free to live yeah. the rest of my life. Now I can go and I don't know right, who's right. been baptized. You say this, I haven't seen any. Okay. So I Well, because they've been private. I, I know, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know if these are just family members. I don't know if this I don't know because okay. I, I I can't comment on that one because I don't know. Okay. You know what? I I I Here's and this the, is an attack on any one no, pastor of any perceived. one church. It's just this is as in a general. Across, in general. Here's here's the here's here's the deal. There is a whole generation of people, most of them under forty, who have never darkened the door of a church, have never been a part of a church, have never. They they are it's it's what we see. People have sacralized politics because they don't have that sense of belonging and community and social structure that the church used to fulfill. The church used to be the center of people's lives. And now politics and ideology has replaced theology in the general population. You know what's going to happen though, Greg? Do you think that's by design? These these people are are going to go through their life on there. And they're going, to, they're going to come to a point in their life when they're going to realize yes. something is missing in their life. There you go. 
I need you. We are designed for relationship. We are designed to be three deep with people that care about us, that we can reach out. Those people that you can call at three in the morning when your tire is flat and it would come out and help you. Absolutely. If you are living on the internet and have five million virtual friends, which one of those virtual friends are going to help you when you need the most, when you have a spouse that's dying, when you're sick unto death? Who's going to be there? But then there are those people that are very happy being alone. They I, pretend that they're happy. I, I no. say, as long as things are good, I would agree. Right. If I, things I, go south on a big basis. That's why your suicide rates are, 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 are as high as it's they are. It's how we're made, Nikki. We are made for relationship. And when we don't have human interaction, we curl up and die. It's, it's very unhealthy. Why do men die when their wife passes forward? Why do men just quit? Quit. Yeah. I, I agree. Because they, because they don't know where to find They don't know things. how to open a can. I get it. They don't know where the can opener. They starve. Wow. How do you know my uh, how do you know my wife died? Oh, I saw the dishes overflowing in the sink. Oh, wow. Okay. That's funny. Good job. Okay. Well let's move on to our right. prognostication panel here. So, what's the future, Ryan, for the United Methodist Church in 2021? Is this my prediction? This is your prediction. Are we going to have? Are we actually you going tell to have us. our zero conference? You tell us. Or, you got the crystal ball. Conference, rather. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic that the split will re-energize. Um, I think it will. I don't know. I, I think it will. I, I think being able to know that we have like-minded folk around us like you were talking about with the uh the church being the center of the community and everybody's everyday life i mean that's what the church was and now it's it's just not and uh that's my prediction uh we might have another offshoot come up or something (laughs) we'll get a uh bmx or something yeah i was gonna say left-handed pink hair maybe there's there's a we did complete opposite of that come out of it i don't know but you know uh, i'm optimistic about the future providing we get people back let me let me dial let me uh, dial down into that or drill down i should say thank you uh drill down into that so are you speaking for all of these expressions if the if the the uh, separation happens are you saying all will do well are you saying no i think one will do well i think one's going to do better than the others because there is much more planning there is much more um, theological cohesion yes and it's a lot more sound than the others and uh, I think one will I think prosper one will be blessed and the other will not be that's, <laughs> blessed that's, there. So, you know I, my hope is that all of them are blessed because ultimately that's how we're going to reach more people is, is, that is, way is, but I think one's going to do better is, 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 as long as they don't change change your verbiage Change the God can only bless obedience to His word. I mean, He does not bless disobedience. That's exactly right. So, Nikki, what you got? I'm very cynical right now. Clearly, I hear that in your voice. Yes, sarcastic. I do not think there will be a split. I almost feel like part of this clamp down on the individual churches Mm -hmm. is to try to frustrate the ones that are wanting the split. To where you will just get fed up and leave and, the and get out of the way yeah. and then they can continue on as they've been doing keeping all the 
money, keeping all the all property. All the institution. Keep, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that that is what the plan has been. And that's why we have been locked out of our church from assembling, for the most part, as normal for the last eight months. That's uh, very conspiratorial. Yeah. I, I kinda as like is it. my custom. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not be. Uh, I would be disappointed if it wasn't any other way. John, throw it down. Oh man, you know me. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think. Uh, I think we're we're going to see more factions come out. You know, because it's whatever group is going to miss something. Uh, some right-handed Westlands with tennis elbow. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll be the next uh, next faction to come in. DMX, RMX, or whatever. Uh, uh, I just think that that the, the, I don't think the split's going to happen this year. I think it'll probably happen in 2022, and uh, uh, I just think uh, 2021 right here for I, I think people are going to take that this year and and pull all their pieces together, all their members together, and and get them prepped, ready to go for the big split in 2022. Uh, it's not the argument; it's how you frame the it's argument. It's how how you frame it, right? And I think that's that's going to be very critical right. pre-split is how we frame this is what's going to happen, this is what to look for, and this is what is going to be. Right. That way, everybody has full knowledge mm -hmm. of where the train is going. Right. And if it ain't going your way, well, they're just picking teams. This uh, coming up year, they're just picking teams right now, right? I know so. That's, well, that's how I see it. Here we go. I do believe general conference will happen this year because it has to. I, I read a couple of things. I, I see that they're testing uh, voting methods. They're testing online. I believe this is going to be a severely uh, reduced general conference. Mm -hmm. That's going to be basically two issues. Uh, and those two issues, as I as I think they will be, will okay. We're going to split and. Once we decide to split, or maybe even before that, the first thing is before we split, we have to all sign the agreement that we will take care of our ministers. Whichever way they go, everything is going to be taken care of, mm -hmm. obligation-wise, health care, right. salary, and retirement. Then once that is agreed to, then I think the vote for, will split, vote for splitting will happen. I do not think General Conference 2021 will be in person. I think they will find a way to make it because a everybody doesn't have much money because not everybody's going anymore yep. and and they had a problem financially before this happened and they're surely going to have a problem financially now uh, and also even if it it has to if if this split does not happen the UMC will split wide open we've already seen the impatience of the liberation folks and if there's no peaceful division there will be an acrimonious one I do believe. Uh. Number two, there will be an initial move of churches into a traditional Wesleyan denomination, but I only think it's going to be half as large as it will be five years downrange, and here's why. There will be those and other Wesleyan sister denominations, and even those who really don't know what this split's all about, and they're going to kind of wait and see, and then when they see the direction of the place that they didn't move to, and it is apparent that they're not, not on board, we're going to see them leave one, five, ten at a time and go to 
uh, perhaps the more traditional one. I also believe that there's a large body of sister Wesleyan denominations, the Free Methodist, the Wesleyan Church, the Church of the Nazarene. Um, there's a lot of other Wesleyan factions that are also declining, and I think they are at some point are going to look at joining a larger pan-Wesleyan movement. Right. Um, I, I, I just believe that. Strength in numbers. Strength in numbers, which, which also everybody likes things and programs, and the only way you can do that is with a large, larger congregation. Larger right. Larger the third thing I think is unless we radically change, and this hits your point, Nikki, the way we intentionally disciple, evangelize, and catechize our members and children, this new thing, the conservative Methodism, will be doomed to failure within the lifetime of my children. And the Wesleyan expression of Christianity in the UK and America will be finally have become a part of history. And the real and, and if we don't go out and get new disciples, first generation, right. if we don't get those to fill our ranks, we're all going to die out. Because mm -hmm. there's only so much migration Happen. unless you're unless you're reproducing and making new disciples, it's doomed for failure. You've got to actively seek new members. We have to actively reach out, evangelize, invite, tell people why we believe what we but, believe, you know, and, and, and don't be ashamed and, of who we and, are and, and whose we are. In, in saying that on there, you know, we have to think outside of our box as well. And, and that's basically what these fractions, uh, these little branches uh, are, 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 that's what their thought process is. How are we going to be different? Well. They're going to be different in a way that that doesn't doesn't uh, read right with the Bible on there, in my opinion. I'm going to tell you. You, you know, know, there's about a sixteenth of an inch difference between what the proposed doctrines and disciplines of the new traditional Wesleyan denomination mm -hmm. between that and the uh, Free Methodist Book mm -hmm. of Discipline and the Church of the Nazarene Manual. Right. There's very little difference. difference. And in my opinion, Maybe there's no reason. Huh? Maybe we should just be Nazarenes. Whatever. I just think that in the in I just think that it it, it should be together. I mean, I, there, there's nothing separating us because one of the things that the difference between the Nazarenes and the Methodists were the Nazarenes had an emphasis on entire sanctification, Christian perfection that the Methodists used to have. This new traditional Wesleyan movement is going to re-emphasize the doctrine of entire sanctification, which removes any right. boundary between the two. My point is, though, you know, if, if, if we're going to do it the way that we've been doing it, we're not going to be successful. Right. Absolutely. Um, no. I mean, we, we, we have to uh, uh, paint, paint a brighter picture. And we have to catechize. We have to teach people yeah. why we believe That's exactly what right. we believe. Mm -hmm. you know? Otherwise, we're going to have a bunch of more another group that's been raised by skinny jeans, smoke belching, you know, well, modern churches and, and, with screaming guitar, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just there is no foundation of why we believe. At all. No, but there's no foundation. I mean, but there's no where's the catechesis in that? I know people that go to attend churches like that. They can't. That they don't have no idea of why they believe what they believe. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And that's a, why when they go to college, they're easy pickings. Because they have no foundation for their faith. It's just a feel-good feel good service. Yes. And, and, and It's all about the blame. Right. It's not about the substance. You can't do that in two hours on a Sunday. 
But this has got to be more. But, you're right. Yeah. But it, it it starts in the pulpit, it, then it goes into the Sunday school class, and then it goes out to us on there. And well, you know, I think I think our pastor does very good with Orthodox evangelical sermons. I think the problem too. is where's our evangelistic arm? Where is our Christian education arm? Uh, we have a class meeting. Right. Do all our members show up? Absolutely no, not. No. Where are they? That's the core. Right. You, you look for the core of the church is in Christian education. Right. Who are the people that are interested in learning why I believe and how I can get better? So, pre, so, so, pre, so pre-COVID, we would range up Sunday school-wise, counting all Sunday school classes, what would you say? We're, I mean, forty percent. Okay. No, not even. And now, no. We're, thirty percent. No. Twenty. Okay. Twenty. <laughs> Let's say a quarter. Let's be generous. Quarter. And now we are single digits. So much less. Yes. Well, you know what? And again, that's 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 our job as teachers and leaders of the church on there. You know, we we gotta we gotta create a a platform that's inviting to them, interesting to them. Bring them in. I want to be a part of that. You know? Okay, but we're not allowed to have Sunday school or Christian education for our children. The ones that are the least susceptible to this virus. We're not allowed to teach our children. Exactly. What does that tell you about the plan? When you won't... won't, That's your future. And we're just going to ignore it. Keep them at home. Because we don't, we don't want to do the. Yeah, around. but how much, how much teaching are, are we doing at home? We're not doing any. We're but church. The, the church can't be responsible for what happens in the homes. The church can only encourage right. what happens in the home. Well, but uh, the church is not allowing. Should the church encourage well, okay, discipleship so, and so, so accountability so, groups so as well? Hold on, Nikki. Yes. Hold on, Nikki. So if 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 we're going to be proactive and 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 the children aren't allowed to do those things. Well, how come? How come we haven't come up with a with a home program for to give to parents to go over with their kids? Hey, kids, color this uh, book and let your parents tell you the story of this, and bring it back into church, and we'll we'll do that. That's a good idea. You, you, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we <laughs> really haven't done. Idea. Yeah, we, that, that's really we, a good we, idea. We haven't done any of that. You know what? You're right, and that is a that's an excellent idea that needs to be brought up, and I, and I will bring it I up. I agree 100%. But in the, but I've, that taking taking that away, we we're allowing our adults to have Sunday school. Those who wish to. Those who wish to. And those numbers are minimal anyway. And those are minimal. So it's what four or five maybe. If that. People and at best. Three and the other, and you know. And then, but no children. One of the things that I'm excited about is uh, that maybe y'all may not be aware of is the absolute um, huge emphasis on Christian education, catechism, evangelism. And an effort for involving young, unchurched new couples. I am so excited about I, that. I think that's great. I, I, you know? Again, a plan is only as good as how it's yeah. enacted. You can plan yourself to death if you don't have that's any right. action. If you right, if the yeah. action is skewed, or if nobody does any action, it's worth. Moving on. All right. So, John, tell me the the your your view of the state of Christianity in America. Well, uh, this this saddens me to say I, I, I do think it is and, and will continue to be on a, a downward 
downward trend on there because the uh, the people themselves. It, it saddens me to say that on there uh, because I, I think uh, people of influence they have no uh, no Christian background on there, and they're not going to push that. You know, they may have the label, but their actions speak louder than the well, words. President-elect Biden is a Roman Catholic. Well, for example, the gentleman that's running for Georgia Senate, the pastor that's running uh, up there, you know, he, he openly supports abortion on there. Mm -hmm. Now, what does it tell you when a pastor supports abortion? Wow, that's uh, that's an example of what I'm talking about, you know. Something along the lines of wolves in sheep clothing. Well, exactly. So, so <clears throat> we are going to be challenged. Uh, and, and, and as a Christian and as a faithful follower of Jesus Christ, I think we need to do, we need to step up and, and make sure that uh, the people around us, even if we just do that, the people around us are, are, are given the word and brought the word and prayed forward on there. And hopefully they will reach out to their sphere of influence uh, and, and will grow that way. But unfortunately like I said earlier you know it's the first time in the United States that the, the Christian faith is on a minority is a minority in comparison to uh, the, the population as a whole so it sounds like we got a lot of work to do we got a lot of work to do on there and if we truly want to make it make a difference we'll 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 dust off our feet we'll get on this uh, on the streets we'll we'll talk to people not be afraid to talk to people. I think that's the biggest thing. People just, you know, they've become so singular in, in their living. Nikki, mm -hmm. what you got? I talked so long you forgot no, the question. No, the question is, what's your, what's your prognostication for the state of Christianity in America in 2021? Where are we heading? I think we're just going to maintain status quo. I think we're going to maintain status quo. Okay. I'd be surprised if much changes. Maybe in about. Is six anything status quo? I think everything is dynamic. Okay. Okay. Fair, moving, fair enough. Fair enough. Aft. Um, I think it will ebb and flow. I think we will have just like we have for the last few months, where we can get together and then pull back down, and then get together and mm -hmm. then pull back down. We'll just wait for the next disaster to hit. Where, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you are actually prognosticated one of my coming questions. Ryan, what you got? You go. What's the future of 21st, 2021 Christianity in the United States? 2021 Christianity in the United States will look a whole lot like 2020 Christianity in the United States. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> we, we have two votes. Well, go ahead. It's not looking good. Let's put it that way. If you look at statistics and all that of what they're predicting for the next 10 years. There's no reason to be optimistic. No, there's really not. Because they're, uh, unbelievers and non-religious are going to overtake Protestants. Sometime between, we're going to intersect sometime they, they, here. They, they already have. Well, it's not They've so much the overtaking, us. it's just the blatant and open hostility that is now acceptable. Ooh, yeah. Well, I, I also want to point you to 1738 in England. Um, Christ, or Anglicanism was on a decline. Right, Nobody went to church anymore, and John Wesley got saved. Right. Anything's possible. Guys. Anything. Anything is possible. possible. My my prediction: it'll be smaller, but the good news is it'll be much more vibrant. What is left 
is going to be the seed. That's it's going to be, as George W. Bush, it's, it's going to be nuclear. I believe that, that that core is, is going to be filled with God's Spirit and ready to roll. I also think the lack of social network among the under 40 set plays to the strength of the church if the church remains faithful to its mission, if the church remains empowered by the Holy Spirit, and if the church is committed to orthodoxy. Right. If any one of those three legs, a trinity of legs, how theological, falls, no go. Can't, can't, can't be changing up. Nikki, you Whoa. brought the Rona up. So Rona. what 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 is the future in 2021 for the coronavirus? It depends on the... Um, it depends... This is going to... Again, I'm very cynical today. It depends on how it needs to be used. I think it is... You think I, it's a tool I, I in agree. the hands of people? I agree that there is a virus. Okay. I agree that it is much more contagious... Than, than, than any influenza. other virus virus that we've seen in years recently. Okay. Okay, I get that. I also think that to some people, just like any other virus, it's a cold or it's a flu or it's pneumonia. It It's going to affect different people differently, just as the flu does. Okay. And I think when I, I watched someone the other day do two tests with apple juice, one tested positive, one tested negative. I do not trust the numbers that are put out. I believe they are false. Wow. I believe they are used to control us. Politically motivated? Politically motivated, and I think as they need us controlled, yep. the virus numbers will go up magically, and as we are, as they don't need the control for whatever reason politically, they'll start going down, spike up as and I do. think that's how this year will continue. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, it ain't just gonna magically disappear on January the first. That's what. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I think we're stuck with this thing for a while. Do you think the uh, the uh, antidotes? What am I looking for? The uh, vaccinations. The vaccinations. Do you think that will be effective? Uh, not for a while. At some point in 2021, possibly. What happened within a few weeks of when they started giving vaccines in England? They said, oh, they said, oh, it's mutating. Do you really believe that? Nikki, you have swerved into brilliance there. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. What do you think, John? I think this is the, uh, no, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Okay. I think this was. You got uh, it half right. I'm an advocate. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> by process of elimination, no, I thought I was August. <clears throat> August. August. Yes. I'm sorry. Like uh, Augustine. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think, I, I think uh, this, this is just the beginning. I, I think we're gonna get hit with a new, new virus coming down the pike on there. That's uh, gonna be a little bit more deadly than the other one because I think this was just a test. It's not going to be another Corona. It might be a Budweiser virus or a Coors Light virus. But uh, you know, and, and and I agree with Nikki. I I think it, it has become a political tool now. You know, uh, look at New York on there. They destroyed the city, um, and it was politically motivated uh, to do that. Um, do you much realize how much money, how much tax revenue? 
was brought in by restaurants and uh, oh, yeah. live uh, theater venues in New York well, City. You know, the, and the, they shut him the, down. The, the governor has wrote a book on how brilliant he was, but you know, he fails to mention that he he's killed thousands of uh, senior citizens by allowing corona patients back in, to the nursing home. Right. You know, and and if and if his arm would bend even more, he'd be patting himself on the back. But. I, I just think that that you know it, it's it's going to be a, a slow process uh, to to get through this. I think the vaccinations will continue. I do think there's going to be some mutations, but I do think down the road because I I still believe this was politically motivated on there. I I, I do think there's there's trouble ahead because uh, you know. If you look at the bird flu on there, that was the the flavor of the month several years ago, and now it's it's it, you, you know, know all of those SARS and all of the Where viruses from? from Asia yeah. that 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 preceded it have actually well that they had a higher mortality rate. Right. They didn't kill as many people because it wasn't as virulent as right. this one. Right. But we don't really know because none of us are biologists, right. epidemiologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do we know? If it was a partial cause or the preeminent cause, right. that's where we don't know. So. My my uh, my view is for uh, for the Rona. I think politicians, especially state politicos, are really digging this newfound Corona power they have uh, inherited over individual behavior. And we all know historically, once power is acquired, it's vigorously defended and it's vigorously retained. Oh yes. So if you are a fan of personal liberty. You will probably have less of it in 2021. I agree with churches that. Churches will, and this is, here's the kicker. Churches will have to consider and think about if defending their First Amendment rights to freely gather and to worship is a correct response based on their theological interpretation of Scripture. In other words, are we going to knuckle under and do what our well, governor says? Again, or are we going to say, you know what? I have a constitutional right to assemble and worship. Again, yes. that, that goes back to the uh, higher ups in the in the Methodist Church. Are, are, are they because right. they are, alone are they going to be have, theologians or are they going to be politicians? We will find out. You politicians. Know, you know, we'll find out. Okay. So what's uh, what's your prognostication, John, for new societal trends in twenty twenty one? New societal trends. Well, I think. Uh, this is a very long podcast, but well, hopefully it's it, it, it's the year-ending podcast. That's right. So a lot right. to wrap up here. So uh, so uh, new trends. I think uh, when uh, uh, Trump is out of office, unfortunately, uh, I think he's going to become uh, more vigilant and able to uh, to stir up that proverbial pot of uh, conspiracies and mixed in with truths. I think that. Uh, uh, the the left the left are celebrating their their uh, their victory unfortunately uh, but I do think uh, you know half of the population on there is is pissed and uh, excuse my my terminology upset huffed huffed uh, uh, but you know I, I as far as the trend goes uh, I, I I think. Uh, the, the old norm is no longer normal, uh, so uh, I still think you're you're setting the stage for uh, for 
children being out of school. We got to figure out how to educate them at home. Well, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, how we're and, not educating our kids. And and, and I think oh, we're we're. And, and, and let's just be honest with you. Uneducated people are easier uh, to change minds. But they're also not being indoctrinated. They're also they, not being... So they kind of are on there because... Whose responsibility is it for the education in order of importance? The parents. The parents. And then who's next? The church. Thank you. I would agree with Thank you. Thank you. The church future is going to have to get Absolutely. back involved in not only the Christian education, but the education. But, Which was why but, Sunday school started, amen. was to teach Thank children that, to read, you. write, and do arithmetic. That goes back to what, what, what I, the comment that I made earlier. Are we doing, are we in, doing any programs to send stuff home? Since, you know, the state's not going to allow us to have our kids in church or have or the heads of state in the uh, Methodist Church. No, it's won't, won't. not the state that won't allow it. You're right. It's the heads of our church. Okay, so 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 if if we're going to truly be theologians on there, we need to, like I said before, put programs in to to send home and, you know, require um, so that's it uh, as far as mine. I say we stand up and say enough is enough. And we start bucking the system and start saying, you're not going to clamp me down anymore. The, the head of the church is either going to have to allow us in or we need to remove the heads of the church and replace them. Just like they're trying to do a recall for Newsom in California. They've right. said enough is enough. And I think we as the church need to say, we are going to start gathering together. We are going to bring our children back in here. Well, we are going to start training our politics children. politics and everything. We're right. going to start doing We have had enough. And I think the 80 million or however many people that voted for Trump have had enough. I agree. And I agree. we're we're not in and if he does end up not being inaugurated on the twentieth, I think you will see eighty million people saying, I am not going to conform. I I'm agree. not gonna play does that make us non conformists. Uh, you well, sure, why not? That's what they called him in England. I know. Not, but not we're ADS. we're done. Okay. We're done. We're not going to bow down to Almighty Washington anymore. We're going to be you know a uh, gun-toting Bible You, you, well, uh, you know what the nonconformists led to in the 17th century in England? The English Civil War. But I digress. <clears throat> Ryan. I wasn't going to say that, but that's how I, uh, I, I foresee it. On there. I think that's going to The happen. only time the English people have risen against their monarch was over the clampdown on religious freedom. Go. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think there's that many people passionate about religious freedom in this country anymore. But politically, politically, there's another... Uh... Politically, there is, yeah. But, Go ahead, Ryan, uh, My please. hope is that people will uh, come together more in 2020. Uh -huh. That'll be a different social trend than what we've had. Uh, there's such a divide in this country. And, Absolutely. You know, we need to get back to what... Uh, the things we have in common as opposed to focusing on the things that we, we disagree about. Right. Why weren't we willing to do that in the last four years? Why all of a sudden uh, now? Oh, now let's all get along. Well, let's I, all be Rodney I, King I, now. Listen, I think everybody should have been doing it the whole time. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, uh, th this divide that we have has been building long before Trump. But you I know, tell you what, I, to Nikki's point, I think the demonization of Folks who believe in a traditional American lifestyle and economy has been really ramped up to unprecedented 
and I'm trying to make this not a Republican or a Democrat thing. Just traditional ways of running our economy and running our lives have been attacked uh, these oh, last four years. My prediction for societal trends is, like I, like I told you, uh, like, like Ryan alluded to earlier, I think we have sacralized, that's a fancy word for make, making sacred, I think we've sacralized our, uh, our politics and the nuns that are out there, because they don't have a religion to give their fealty to, they give it to pol political things. Mm -hmm. That's why they are foaming at the mouth. That's why some of the Trump people are foaming at the mouth. They haven't darkened the door of the church in uh, I, I don't know how long. But they, because that is their religion, they are giving it their full fealty. And we have to, as believers in Jesus Christ, step back. Even though I may vehemently disagree with John or Ryan or Nikki about something, John, Nikki, and Ryan are made in the image of God. Jesus Christ died for them, and I cannot hate them. If I hate them, if I want them to not do well, if I can't pray for them, then I am no longer in obedience to the command of Christ. You're right. Amen. I cannot be a Christian at that point. So I have to divorce my feelings from how I treat everybody I disagree with. Number two... We are now at odds on the legitimacy of our founding and the fairness of a constitutional republic. Guys, we are, that, that old wrinkly sheet of paper that's in the Hall of Archives has held our nation together for these 240 years. And used to be, both Democrats and Republicans believed in the framework it's just how we interpreted that framework and, and how we did it based basically economic things. That was our disagreement. But we all agreed that we had the freedom of speech. We had the freedom of assembly. We had the freedom to vote. We, we believed in fair elections. And when that goes away, when we no longer have a Judeo-Christian background or a Judeo-Christian worldview that unites us, even when we disagree, I do not believe we have long-term viability for our republic. Because if we no longer have anything in common, no, we'll, uh, divide. we are not a nation. Nope. And when 80 million we, people don't believe we had a fair election, it's over. Again, going back, and I'm not, again, please, uh, uh, government, if you're listening in, I'm not fomenting revolution. I'm just saying the only time the, the people of England, rank and file, revolted was when they forced down and on, on the nonconformists, the people who did not want to be Anglicans, wanted to believe a different way, and they rose up against the king and deposed him. That's the English Civil War. Not a good thing. Last but not least, and it's been a long podcast, what are our views for the economy this year? All John. right. Uh, I'll be really brief. I think uh, we're going to struggle 2021. I think small businesses are going to uh, start closing down because of uh, the minimum wage increase that's going to happen. Um, I, I don't think that they can uh, financially be successful as they, they do right now. Plus, uh, added the limitations to uh, to uh, have clientele coming to their businesses, uh, i.e. restaurants when you can limit, you know, 50% capacity or even less. Um, and uh, this, this uh, just to touch base on there, you know, the, the, the stimulus packages that the government has allowed on there, that that was a joke. That was absolutely a joke. When when you're giving the majority, when you give the majority of, of America's tax money uh, to foreign countries, uh, it that just shows you where their priorities are. On their no own. longer any constitutional restraint no. on spending, balanced no. budget. When was the last what? time we had one of those? Oh, Nikki. No. 
What's your prognostication? To quote Chuck Schumer, first we take Georgia, then we change America. Ooh. Wow. Shots fired. How does that work with the economy? Well, if they take Georgia, they take away all the tax cuts that I think made a, a huge impact on booming this economy. Okay. That created the millions of jobs that it did. So all of those millions of jobs are going to go away because businesses are going to either be put completely out of business or they will be having to pay so, so much that they can't yeah. afford it yeah. of, to afford so to hire to. very many. So right. they've got to dramatically cut back on staff. Yep. And the stock market is going to tank, so people's 401ks are going to tank. Yep. And people are not going to be able to afford to retire, but they won't be able to, to keep a job because there's not enough jobs out there. And so if Schumer is right and they take Georgia, I believe he is absolutely right that they will change America. And every step forward that we have made with reducing all the regulations that made it harder for business, everything... The last four years in America that have made us prosper so much it's will gone. be changed. Well said, comrade. Gone. Well I, said, I, comrade. I pray your apocalyptic vision does not come about. I pray it does not as well. Right. Uh, that sounds pretty bad. <laughs> but, but Chucky Boy's your buddy. She don't have it. No, yeah. He's your guy. No, 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 absolutely not. Put your gun down. Ryan, uh, Ryan seems to be an old school Democrat, not a crazed foaming. He's at the a mouth. JFK. It makes no Democrat. difference when you go into the voting booth. Well, he's a JFK. Please, Democrat. Ryan, the floor is yours. Uh, you know, I, I think the economy. It's not going to be an instantaneous bounce back. I hope and pray the things that Nikki said do not happen. Uh, I pray that they don't win Georgia. Uh, do. There so, you go. Well, you uh, got to have balance. You do have to have balance. It's never a good thing when all we control all of it. So anyway, um, the uh, I think the economy will bounce back. It's just going to take some time. Uh, all right. And my prayer is that they don't destroy everything that's happened over the past four years. Because it has been, the economy has been very good. It has. Just, but we have to leave businesses open. We have to allow people amen. to work. We have to do those things. Just click those e Economics we'll, we'll should not right be there. subject to political whim. Absolutely not. We cannot kill the goose that lays the golden egg. We can disagree on how those profits are dispersed. We cannot put the mash on the engine that makes those profits. And speaking of that, wow. economics, again, need to be non-political. We will do well if our government, if we will do well if the government keeps pumping printed money to bolster the market and keep the free money Fed stance, which will keep interest rates artificially low. Because if interest rates start to rocket back up, yeah, you're looking at nobody's gonna have the ability to manage their debt nope. or the equity in some type of savings or, or uh, uh, you know, long-term, I mean, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Assets, thank you, to pay off debt due to the falling worth of the money they do have. I mean, this, this is, what we've got is we have got an economy leveraged to the hilt on debt. We have willing countries outside the United States willing to buy our debt, China. China owns us. And if that free money or low interest rates, basically, where you can borrow money and, and pay very little to, to use it, if that changes, that's going to be a tipping point that's going to have what we all can, we all have talked about the Great Reset, 
where we go back and, and have to expunge all this debt. And uh, that may usher in Nikki's apocalyptic... Uh, One world economy? Well, yes. the, only, the only way that you get nations mm -hmm. to give up their sovereignty is to cut them off at the knees financially and economically. And guess who's going to be in charge? Yeah. Comrade who? And on that high note... As we end this very long marathon podcast, number one, we appreciate your patience. Number two, you can find this episode and other Across the Rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you do listen on iTunes, please take the time to give us a five-star rating. If you have any questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeer, to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on the Twitters by our handle at Across underscore Rail and on Facebook at Across the Rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions you may have. Thank you so much for listening. I hope uh, we, we appreciate all of you guys. Uh, this is the end of the year. The beginning of season two, and hopefully we will wow. have some good information That's and positive things. More positive next to talk time. to talk Amen. about next year. And so we pray to God. I'm gonna I'm yes. going to close us with prayer. Father, we love you today. Help us to love those with whom we disagree. Help us to do good for those who despitefully uh, seek us harm. I pray, Father, that we would mirror your spirit your hands and your feet, Father, that we would have the mind of Christ, that we would be transformed by the renewing of our minds and, and, and focus on the things that are good and right and eternal. Bless our uh, podcast audience. Bless us, Father. Help us to be light and salt wherever we go and help us to remember uh, to, keep, to work hard this next year and to, to everything that we do for your kingdom is not in vain. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.